Hi, hello, and welcome to New Hope Lockyer's podcast. I'm your host, Christine Palmer, and this Sunday episode is brought to you by none other than Senior Pastor John Haig. He'll be sharing his message as a part of the teaching series, Jesus Loves Me. And you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, and you're going to sing, surprisingly. So enjoy this episode with Pastor John Haig. We're doing a series called Jesus Loves Me. It's a great, it's an amazing concept. Can you consider the, how many billion on the earth at the moment? Too many. Six, seven. We're, we're nearly up to eight, are we? Yibbity, yibbity. Eight billion people. You're one of eight billion. You can't even, a thousand's a crowd. 35,000 of the football is a huge crowd. The MCG at grand final day is what, 90 something thousand. It's nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you are nothing. But you are so loved. You drive through Brisbane and you see thousands of people and you don't know them, but they're special. They're loved. You're loved. It's nice that some person loves you. It's always lovely. I hope certain the people down the, when they went to Canberra in the snow were missed. Did he tell you how much he missed you? <laughs> it is such a privilege to be loved by God. It's, it's, it's so good to be loved by family. We had a family get-together yesterday. Four kids, three sons-in-laws, tribe of grandies. We had a lovely time. It was lovely. It was, it was rich. It was rich, it was beautiful. Got to expect things from God. Can I tell you a story? True story. It's an American story, so I couldn't find a better one. Sorry. There was a scrawny kid from Texas in a small high school. They didn't have wrestling. A lot of Americans are into wrestling. They love wrestling in high school. But they didn't have wrestling in their sports program. So he read a book on wrestling and asked one of the football coaches, could he give him some time and enter him into some wrestling matches in the region? The coach agreed to help the kid. The, the little guy was neither strong nor skillful. But he had one enduring quality. Could you guess? correct. He refused to give up. He won every single wrestling match because he tenaciously held on to his opponents and wore them down. At the end of the season, he was undefeated and made it to the state finals for his weight division. The kid's opponent was a two-time state champion and an institute of sport prospect. As the scrawny kid faced the state champion, 
The guy made a couple of quick moves and soon had the Texas kid on his back and about to get pinned down. The coach knew that his athlete was about to lose and he couldn't bear to watch, so he turned his head away. Suddenly, the coach heard the roar of the crowd and when he turned around, his kid was on top of the state champion, pinning him. He'd won the match. The little guy bounced across the mat, hugged the coach and said, Coach, I won, I won. The coach said, sure did, son, but I missed it. I turned away just before you were about to lose. What happened? The kid said, coach, that guy was good. He had me twisted like a piece of spaghetti on that mat. But you know me, coach, I never quit. I refused to give up. So I opened my eyes and there in front of my face was a big toe. I don't even know if it's against the rules or not, but I bit into that big toe with all my strength. And coach, it's amazing what you do when you bite your own toe. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> If you're ever tempted to give up on God and his promises, just remember that little guy. Take a grip on the promises of God and never let go. He honours perseverance. 2 Chronicles 7, 12 to 15. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said, I've heard your prayer and I've chosen this place for myself as a, place, as a house of sacrifice. If I shut the heaven, shut up the heavens so that there's no rain, does that sound like? Or I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by name, my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. I know we quote the other first bit, such a lot, but that last verse, verse 15, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. Were things going well at that time? No. There was pestilence. There was locusts and there was drought. And God said his ears were going to be attentive. Isn't that good? But of course that was only to the apostles and prophets that he was going to listen to. No. If my people, my people, my people, people who haven't given up on me, that's what it is. If my people, my people, my son-in-law, my son-in-law, he's my son-in-law, he's not yours, he's mine. You can't have him. He's mine. 
<laughs> Not the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> but he's my son-in-law. And I love him. He loves my daughter. So I love him. I love him for himself too, but he loves my daughter. And God says to us, my people, my, my daughter, my son, really? (laughs) My daughter, she's off to the Philippines this Tuesday. I'm going to keep an eye on her. I'm going to watch her. I'm going to let her have a really good time with her family and with her hubby. And they're going to have a ball. It's going to be so special. My daughter. My daughter. My son. It's it's such a rich, rich, rich word. My son. My people. If my people. If we knew how loved we were, We'd ask for so much more. If Brad was... If we knew that Brad had ten squazillion dollars in the bank and he could give away a million dollars without... It's just like a grain of sand on the hill. Would we be afraid to ask him for something? I think his son might ask him, go ahead, that time I had a new motorbike, new computer, or whatever else, a new car to drive. (laughs) Driving instructor so I can get my license quicker. If you knew how much you were loved and your father had everything, you'd ask him for more. Faith. Faith is a wonderful thing. The older I get, the more I realize how much he wants to do because he loves me. He loves me. Not that I'm any more different to you, I'm not any more special than you, but he loves me. Just like you're loved. Of course, that was two chronicles. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13 says, some of you will know the verses, for I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Declares He declares it. Plans for a future. Plans for a welfare to care for you and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. Hang on, let's get this right. I've got plans, declares the Lord, plans for good stuff. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. What comes first? God has the plan, you realize he's got the plan, 
then you seek him. When you're loved, things change. Guys, were you nervous to see if your wife would turn up on the wedding day? Or do you think she, we, we had the thought entered your head she might not turn up? She might have realized what she's really marrying. Hmm? Did any of you have that little squillion of little bit of doubt in your head? I did. Now, she made it to the end of the aisle and had trouble walking down the aisle. Her dad had to convince her to walk down the aisle. Do I say? When you realized you loved, you could do all sorts of things. But I love the pattern there. God has a plan. You realize he loves you. Plan comes in, the, you pray, and it starts to happen. That scripture gives all who believe great hope and comfort. It creates a sense of urgency, of having expectation that God is able to work his plans and keep his word in your life. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love it. I'm actually excited by the bigger challenges that I have in life. Uh, seriously, when someone rings me up and says, oh, I've got a friend with cancer, it, it excites me now. Oh, God, here's a great opportunity. You know, it's, it's a terrible, you, you don't say that to the poor person. That is not, you don't find that in Counselling 101, okay? <laughs> I'm, oh, I've got cancer. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yes. Don't listen to this bit, Carolyn. <laughs> but seriously, the greater the, is it too hard for God? And of course, only 22% of those who came to Jesus ever got healed. No. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Jairus, I love, I've been, for two weeks I've been chewing through Jairus. Master, my daughter's crook. Will you please come? Okay, I'll come. They're halfway there. And he gets the worst possible news. Don't bother him anymore. She's dead. We've already started the funeral. That's what's happened. That's what was going on. We've already started the funeral. What did Jesus say? Can anyone remember? Hmm? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Wonderful words. Don't be afraid. When you're going through a challenge, don't be afraid. Don't allow fear to grip your heart. It's faith or fear. It's the choice. Hang on to if all you can see is a, a toe, bite onto it. <laughs> Hebrews 11, 1 to 3 from the message says, the fundamental fact of existence is, is that the, this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. 
The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created by what we don't see. Just because you can't see an answer doesn't mean there's not an answer. It just hasn't appeared yet. Romans 8.1. I'm really finished. Short. 8.1. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. No condemnation. My people. There's no condemnation for my people. You're loved. You're loved. You're loved. You're loved. Get it into your thick skulls. You're loved. I mean that lovingly, of course. (laughs) We are entitled and we should have an expectancy to receive what we're entitled to. And it makes what the devil does so bad. He comes to steal, kill, destroy. It's so, so the antithesis of God. I'm not a person who goes around looking for the devil at every corner. The devil is a created being. He is is not... Uh, omnipotent, he's not omniscient. The devil, if the devil is here in Gatton today, he's not in Laidley t- at this very moment. That's he is limited. That's where he is. He's, if he happens to be in Birdsville, he's giving Hillsong in Sydney. He's avoided them today. He's small. It is time to kick him and his, his minions. It is him who stands at the door and he's in the way of all the good things that God has in store for us. He blinds our minds. He blinds our... He scars our hearts. It's such a simple message. God loves me. It's, it's ridiculously simple, but it's so good. It is so, so good. Husbands, tell your wives that you love them. Parents, tell your children that you love them, even if they don't want you to tell them that they'll, you love them. It doesn't matter what the newspaper says. It doesn't matter what Facebook says. I honestly believe the kingdom of God is advancing. The stories I'm getting out of Pakistan at the moment are amazing. Huge numbers of Muslims coming to the Lord over there. Can't put it up on Facebook. Could upset a few people. Make life trouble. What God's doing in certain places is just amazing. Can you believe it this morning that you're loved? Even you, Terry. Even you. 
I can jokingly say that uh, Terry is still here because God's not ready for him up there yet. <laughs> can you just say, in, and don't say it out loud, but under your breath, just say, I'm loved. Say it to yourself, I'm loved. And it's not stupid to go, go home this morning singing a certain song. How does it go? Come on, come on, let's do it. Let's let's be totally stupid and sing it. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Amen. <laughs> Here we are. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your richness. Lord, thank you for all the people that are working today. Bless them as they're out in paddocks working, as they're up the coast working, as they're down in Ipswich working. Lord, people at work, bless them. But let them realize they're loved as well. Father, we ask you for a move of your spirit that across not just the Lockyer but Australia, people will come to a fresh understanding of your incredible, mighty love for them. And how can we not melt on our knees and repent if we know we're loved? Father, move by your Spirit. In the next seven days, here with us, use us. Use us to show your glory. And the people will say, you're amazing, God. You are totally amazing. We thank you for each other. Thank you for this delicious food. Bless those that worked hard to prepare it for us. In Jesus' name, amen.